Step into the world of advertising with FjorgeCast, predicting the most important trends in the advertising industry. Host Tim Barsness dishes on the latest developments within the advertising realm. Tune into the FjorgeCast to receive insider tips and advice from experts within the advertising industry. FjorgeCast is your first stop in hearing about the unique opportunities and challenges advertisers face today. Cranberry Radio is proud to present FjorgeCast with your host, Tim Barsness. Thanks for joining us on FjorgeCast. I'm Tim Barsness, founder of web and mobile development team Fjorge. And today on our show, we will be talking with Alip Shah about his digital marketing agency, Somi Connect. Welcome to the show, Alip. Thanks for having me, Tim. Thanks for being here. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about Somi Connect? Would love to. Somi Connect is a blend of left and right brain creativity. Uh, my partner and I uh, come from a consulting world and background. We both worked at Deloitte, and I really bring uh, to the table uh, the data and the numbers. I'm a CPA. I studied accounting and, and, and then ended up with a career in consulting or internal audit consulting. My partner is a human capital consultant, and our third partner is from the agency world and really brings a creativity to the table. And so between us, uh, we have a cool blend of process, data, and creativity. And how did uh, Somi Connect get founded? Great question. It really started from a need we saw in the marketplace. So just to rewind a little bit, my career uh, started off in accounting. And then I left to open up a pair of toy stores here in the suburbs of Chicago. So really focused on imaginative play, selling Legos and arts and crafts and outdoor toys uh, to really spark the imagination, imagination in children. What really came about it, what really came about from that was we built a community. And community, you know, back then, 10 years ago, was really that inter interaction that we could create uh, between my customers and, and the store itself. And so it was really easy to apply that uh, to the digital world uh, and when social media started beginning. When I started Me Connect, it was really all about Facebook and Twitter was just emerging. And so really, how do we work with businesses to use those tools uh, to connect with their customers online? But how did you navigating the, um, the launching of toy stores to the agency world? Um, how did your day-to-day -day change? You know, it was, it, it's, there's an interesting physicality to going to a storefront, opening your doors, stocking shelves full of toys, and then selling, you know, essentially, you know, professional service that solely exists uh, in the digital space. And a lot of what I think about every day is how do I make what I do tangible to my clients? And the only way I can do that is by showing them some sort of results, whether it's sales growth, whether it's leads, whether it's contact forms being submitted. Uh, and I think it's a really great question, Tim, because for me personally, that transition was, was very tough uh, to kind of bring the offline online. Sure. So is that something that you're still doing today? You, um, do you do a lot of work in, in bringing what you call the offline online? Absolutely. I think actually that's the most fun part of my job. Uh, is really thinking about how do I grow a company's sales? And when you think about someone's sales, whether you are a consumer product goods company that's selling you know, the latest acne treatment or you are a marketing agency looking to get new business, a lot of what happens in the army is there's a lot of tools in that toolbox. So it's word of mouth. You know, how do I bring someone that searches for you online um, to actually make that phone call? And so a lot of the work that I do in talking and speaking with my clients is just helping them put the pieces together in a way that makes sense, that can drive leads and growth for them. So let's go back to um, when you were founding Somi Connect. Um, what was it that made you want to get into the marketing field? At the time when I transitioned careers, I felt that 
there really was a need for a social media agency uh, to come forth and help clients really understand what it meant to connect with customers. You know, in, when I started about seven years ago, there was this transition, kind of a hard transition between the world of SEO, right, like search engine optimization, um, and Facebook, and, and really thinking about how that would impact businesses. And I saw a particular need to come in and help, our, help clients be educated and deliver the right messaging to their clients. And that's what, I, that's what really compelled me to start the agency. I really saw, you know, I really think it's a collection of how do you connect to other humans in a meaningful way using the data that you have at your fingertips. So you mentioned that um, when you founded the agency, uh, you know, Facebook was kind of the, the main social network and, and maybe Twitter was um, just beginning. How has the social media landscape changed over time? What we've seen in the past seven years is just an incredible transformation and how important storytelling is in today's market. So when I started or when we started our company, it was really all about kind of gaming the system, right? Like with search engine optimization, you would just put a whole bunch of white text and hope Google didn't notice on, the, on your homepage. Facebook, you could actually get away by saying, hey, here's a 20% off coupon um, and come visit my store. That's kind of how the world was back then. And today, it's really cool to see it come back full circle and have focus on the message and the quality of the story that you're delivering to your customers. And even, you know, to a very high level, how do we actually engage in conversations with our customers on social? That's what I think is really interesting. The companies that can tell a story that can actually connect with another customer online seemingly create these brand advocates and um, support uh, to drive their business further. Sure. So let's go into that um, that transition that you mentioned from gaming the system to um, a new way of um, a message or a quality of story. Um, from the business side, I'm curious how your business had to change as that transition happened. A lot of what our work was focused on in these past years was just tactics. How do we help you become number one uh, in a search engine for you know, pizza near me. Two, we're seeing the transition of how do we work with you on your story, your brand, your messaging, the creative, uh, and really create a full package for consumers to consume. You know, we have very limited time. So, for example, the newsfeed, or what, what we like to call the newsfeed economy, is incredibly vital to our clients. All I mean by that is the only way customers can connect to you is when they open up their mobile device, log into Facebook, and see you in the newsfeed. If you're not paying to play to be part of that ecosystem, you pretty much don't exist anymore. And a lot of what we talk to our customers that's so different today is that organic social media in our mind is totally dead. Um, you can create all the great content you want, but if you're not going to pay for it to be in the newsfeed, it, it's pretty worthless. And I hate saying that out loud, but I see a lot of brands and clients wanting to focus in on organic social content. And that's just basically you know, putting up your daily messages on Facebook but not thinking about paying to get to the right customer. Do you think that um, that is targeted specifically at customers? So Facebook distinguishes between an individual and a company um, and is essentially not surfacing content from a company that um, isn't, isn't paying for media? Absolutely. I, I think it's, it's an interesting place to be in uh, after doing this for seven years where you could get some great content out two, three, four, five years ago you could have a great piece of content and it could surface up in the newsfeed of an individual. 
from like a company perspective and you could get some traction out of it. Fast forward, you know, in the last year and a half, uh, it's really tough for a company to, it's really tough for a company to get in front of that right customer because so many people are competing for that attention. And I think as consumers, when I think about it from a consumer perspective, we also have less attention span. You know, if it's not in our newsfeed while we're on the bus, you know, waiting to get to our next destination, how often are we going to go back to that, that message? Another quick example I have for you is I love places like Whole Foods or Amazon. You won't find me, though, hanging out on their Facebook or Instagram pages. The only way I can interact with them on a daily basis is if they pop into my newsfeed. Right, absolutely. Uh, we need to take our first break, but when we come back, we will hear a little bit about how Semi Connect does their work so effectively. Don't go away. Georgecast with Tim Barsness will be right back after a word from our sponsors. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. How much are your best ideas worth? PriorThings.com gives you an added layer of protection for all of your intellectual property, ideas, and creative things. New business idea, pitch deck, PowerPoint presentation, song lyrics, source code, killer blog posts, we help you protect it all. How do we do it? We use the same technology platform that secures transactions for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Learn more at PriorThings.com. Check out exclusive listener pricing for Cranberry Radio listeners by going to bit.ly slash Founders Circle. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Tim Barsness is back with more advertising advice with GeorgeCast, only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to GeorgeCast. I'm your host, Tim Barsness, and I'm here with Olip of digital marketing agency, Somi Connect. Olip, can you give our listeners a pointer or two on how you guys do your, your work so effectively? Would love to. Some of the easiest ways for us to be successful on any engagement is to first understand who's buying from you. That's one of the most overlooked questions that we find with our clients is, hey, client, who's your top 20 customer or who are your top 20 customers and what do they look like? What do they do? What do they buy? Once we start from that question, we can easily translate that into a ver variety of digital marketing techniques, whether we advocate for some search engine optimization or paid social media or videos. Foundation of any successful engagement really comes from knowing who your customer is. Are you guys seeing a lot of success? Um 
on the B2B side with social media? We do see a lot of success on the B2B side. And here's why. A lot of companies in the professional services or, or B2B side or the B2B industry uh, aren't really using any of these social media tools to get to their customers. So for example, LinkedIn has a bevy of new tools that they rolled out in the past three months of really awesome ways to connect with your ideal prospect whether it's through LinkedIn in-mail targeting or sponsored ads. There's just a great way to connect with an ideal prospect. On the flip side of what we're seeing in the B2B space is search engine optimization. What's happening in the industry or in the B2B industry that we're seeing and taking a pulse on is the person that's looking to buy these services is changing. They're very used to going to Google, whether it's their mobile device or their desktop, to look for professional marketing services or digital marketing agency or IT vendor near me. That really comes into the play, the blend of how do we use search to get that prospect into the funnel and how do we use social to get them to convert? Got it. Um, I heard you mention uh, some new tools from LinkedIn. Can you tell us a little more about that? Yeah, I would love to. What we're finding a lot of success with here is LinkedIn has just opened up their platform, especially with the redesign in creating different opportunities to connect with your customer. One of our favorite tools is really just LinkedIn in-mail targeting the ability to deliver highly customized messages to a segment of your of your clients or prospective clients has been incredibly powerful for our manufacturing clients. Uh, the, the second one is just all the in targeting options around sponsored ads. Um, you could always target you know, by a handful of factors, and LinkedIn really took that to the next level uh, by giving you tons of different options uh, to slice and dice your way to a potential prospect. The third one that we're seeing uh, unique advantages around is remarketing. So LinkedIn has opened up um, more of their inventory to remarketing ads, which we think is really powerful, uh, especially in the B2B segment. It's very hard to capture that customer that lands on your site uh, if you can't also follow them onto LinkedIn. And we're really excited about uh, the ability to target a prospect there. Awesome. Really exciting. Um, I heard you say in our first segment uh, that customers, customers that can tell a story, connect with a customer, then create brand advocates. Uh, I'm curious how you measure the success of creating brand advocates. It's a good question. A lot of what's going on in that kind of brand ambassador, brand advocate space is becoming increasingly pay to play and, and more of a transaction, right? So uh, a lot of what's happening in that in that area of digital marketing is I'm going to find someone that's going to be a brand ambassador uh, that's going to do something because I'm paying them to do it. If we look at the model the way we talked about earlier, that is, you know, we tell a compelling story, we get people to buy in, and then they advocate for us. It becomes a much more powerful relationship. And when they post about our brand, it becomes organic and it becomes authentic. And I feel strongly it becomes real to their audiences and there's trust in that relationship. And so we'll see it, we'll see that traffic perhaps come back because of course, at the end of the day, it's like an offer code or a link of some sorts. Uh, but we see the sharing, we see the engagement, we see the commenting on those posts. And that's where I think there's a lot of gold to be mined and thought about when we think about creating those brand advocates. Sure. So one of the things that's come up a lot in this discussion is um, the difference between social media and search engine optimization and how to blend those two. I'm curious, um, how do you balance, I guess, your resources between the two? We think that everything starts with search. You've got to be looking for us or thinking about us or wanting to work with us 
Um, and we've got to make it as easy as possible for you to find us. And usually that starts with a search engine friendly website. And let's just, you know, to get to the bottom of it, really we've got to show up when you're looking for us on your mobile device. We spend four to six hours with, you know, any typical mobile device. And so I've got to make sure that my client shows up um, prominently when you're looking for, for us. Secondly, I think, you know, I think when I think about the prescription, let's say for every client it's going to be slightly different. But I would say the investment is 50-50, right? So 50% is a search. That means your search engine, your search engine optimized. You're doing some search campaigns with AdWords or YouTube. The other half is social media. And when I think about that investment, it's going to be a lot more about targeting and finding the right demographics and audience um, and paying to reach them in the newsfeed. Again, all on your mobile device. So not only can I find, uh, you know, uh, a, a brand through search, but then I can also engage with you uh, socially. Got it. Um, so I'm curious, what do you see as coming? What's next in the digital marketing world? I'm always thinking about this. And I think the next big thing for us is going to be voice search and how do we get ready uh, from a social and search perspective to take advantage of Google Home or Alexa. I think that is the, the future of what we're thinking about all the time. The other area uh, from a retailing perspective that I'm thinking about a lot is Amazon. Uh, it's really become, when I think about what we provide services around, it's search, it's social, and then our third option now is Amazon. Uh, this, this Amazon in general just provides you, as a brand, incredible access to what, like one in three uh, customers uh, have, have Amazon Prime, or one in three people in the US have Amazon Prime. What an incredible marketplace to be on. And we feel strongly that Amazon is where Google was five or six years ago in terms of search, in terms of ads, uh, and marketers need to start thinking about how to leverage that platform for their brands that they work with. Do you have any concerns about Amazon taking over markets or industries? Being a, being a former toy store owner, I would say absolutely yes. Uh, one, of the re- one of the reasons why I sold my toy stores was the uh, advance. Or one of the reasons that I sold my toy stores is because I saw customers walking in with their phones, having Amazon pulled up, and asked me to match the prices. So I absolutely think that there's a lot of room for them to take over the world or become the next Walmart of the world, uh, if they're not already. I think there's always, though, going to be an advantage to businesses uh, that have stories, that have a compelling brand value proposition. So, you know, it's really just going to come down to Walmart came in and, you know, change the market. Amazon's changing the market today. But I guarantee you in five to 10 years, there's going to be something else that changes the market. And it could be something like AI. It could be voice search. It could be all these different things that we don't even know uh, that exist yet. Uh, Because I would say that no one knew Amazon would come up uh, in this fashion. Right. It's amazing to me the, the pace at which these changes in markets are happening these days. One of the things you mentioned was um, how voice search uh, would impact SEO. And I, I, I'm curious, can you elaborate on that a little? What is um, what does the voice search world look like? It's a crazy world right now, Tim, uh, when I think about voice search. And a lot of it actually comes back full circle uh, content, right? How do you have the right content at the right place at the right time? Today, I'll tell you that SEO works a lot based on keywords and title tags and meta tags. Uh, But we're even seeing some small changes. I'm sure you noticed those answer boxes. So like, let's say you ask a question like, 
um, what's the best time or what's the best water park near me? And Google will serve you up an answer box. Or, or it might be a more serious question or a less serious question. But what Google is really doing with just regular desktop search is that they're looking for the best type of content to answer your question. And we see that trend just going farther that you're going to be able to ask Google Home, what's the best you know, enchilada recipe out there? And the brands that have optimized their site to be able to answer that question quickly and in maybe two or three sentences I will rise to the top for those kinds of answers. It's an interesting world, definitely. We need to take our second break, but when we come back, we will be covering a couple uh, stories on AI as well as the value of dark data. Don't go away. Cast with Tim Barsness will be right back after a word from our sponsors. Cranberry Radio is your new destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Get educated and entertained by our panel of on-air experts and peers. And engage with us anytime by following us on Twitter, Facebook, Google+, and LinkedIn. So you can reach us before and after every program. Located on our new social shareable live streaming player. Access the new Cranberry Radio live stream player at our website, cranberry.fm. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Tim Barsness is back with more advertising advice with Cast, only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to FjordCast. I'm your host, Tim Barsness. I'm here with Olive Shaw of Somi Connect. Our first story today, titled Six New Marketing Technology Stats That Grabbed Our Attention, uh, is from Adweek. The article calls out some facts and trends in digital marketing. Uh, one fact that stuck out to me was around AI. Uh, specifically, brand marketers said that AI use will grow more than 50% over the next two years, uh, as well as 73% of CEOs predicting AI will play a key role in their company's future. Olip, do you think AI will be potent enough to replace humans in creative um, or in marketing in general? Absolutely not. <laughs> I do think, though, and I follow this topic with lots of interest because a lot of my colleagues in the industry are using AI in a lot of really cool applications, right? Like chatbots, for example. How do we provide customer service more effectively, faster, and more efficiently um, at a lower cost? I think that's really cool. I do think we work in cycles, so there's a lot of automation that happens, and then we find brands that offer personalized and customized and, and good stories uh, come back and rise to the top. 
And, and it's just a continuous cycle of, of how our world works. Where I, where I think AI is also cool, though, and will make an impact is those routine tasks that you see in the marketing world. Let's just take link building or SEO optimization. Some of these things that are more of a commodity uh, can be replaced by this technology. I think when it comes to social content or creating compelling content, we could have all the data in the world of how we've interacted with a website or with a social post or with our phones, it still won't be able to get inside my head and provide me or serve me up with compelling content uh, that I want to actually you know, work with. So I think there's a lot of benefits and a lot of pros and cons uh, to AI. And I think it will do us a lot of good and will be the next big thing and probably change a lot of our behavior. When I think it comes to creative writing and like video content, I think there's going to be a long way to go. Totally. Um, you mentioned that we work in cycles. You know, we, we go from automation to personalization to automation. I'm curious, what drives those? I think it's time. In, 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 and today, what I would say is that none of us have time. When I work with my clients, when I look ahead in our industry right now, the most, the biggest barrier to success is that we just don't have time right now. So right now we're looking for ways to automate every single thing we can possibly uh, do. And so I, I think that's why you're seeing this gravitation towards AI and chatbots and um, how do we you know, use machine learning uh, to do things that may have taken people you know, years to, to figure out. And I think there's a lot of like, cool factor to it. I think there's a lot of efficiency to be gained by it. I think at some point we're going to realize that we're not actually talking to anyone and then we're going to trend back and say, hey, I actually want to talk to uh, a sales or a new business development person or I want to go to a store and talk to uh, a, a sales associate, right? Uh, that's why I think that as much as e-commerce is taking over the world and I personally buy almost everything online, I still like walking into a Target or a toy store or Barnes and Nobles uh, just because... I'm in a community and there's people to talk to and ask questions to. Totally agree. The experiences can be way different between the two. Um, our second story today, why dark data is the key to better serving customers. Uh, this one's on AdAge. It calls out 52% of all information currently stored and processed by organizations around the world is considered dark or what that means, what they're defining it as is the value is unknown. I'm curious, Ala, do you have an opportunity to work with data and marketing? We do. We have a three-person team that just studies data and analytics uh, here uh, in the West Loop, actually. And we love data. I think it's, it's fascinating to look into what our customers or what our clients' customers are doing and to start thinking about what they, what they will do in the future. A lot of what we talk about is how do we use data to drive the story uh, more than the other way around, right? Um, and how do we make the right decisions for our clients? So, you know, I know one, one, one quick thing that I can share is I love how Lyft and Taco Bell are connecting because they took some data, which is that, hey, late night uh, Lyfts are probably more likely to stop by for food. Um, and why not make it Taco Bell? I love that. I think that's a really great use of data and a great way to drive more sales, or incremental sales at least. Totally, and we are out of time for that. So that's it for today on Fjordcast. Thanks for being on the show today, Olip. Thanks for having me again. You can reach Olip on Instagram at, at Olip7, that's uh, A-A-L-A-P-7. 
Uh, and thanks to the listeners for joining us on FjordCast. You can download episodes of the program by going to cranberry.fm or subscribing to Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited. 